0: There's nothing like a preview episode on game day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. If you're into fantasy football, you need to be listening to our local friends, the Fantasy Football Dudes. It's where we get all of our fantasy football needs. Check them out, the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. Hello, Red Wave. The baby is asleep. The wife is trying to sleep. So I can't yell as loud, but joining me, let me get you to my co-host. Joining me is a former Fresno State intermural softball champion, Michael Bliss. What's going on, brother?
1: You know it, man. Intramural champ right here. Me and Caleb did it back in the day pretty good pretty good to be a champion you know feels feels good baby uh, i'm doing great i'll do my best to bring the energy it's a little beware of bulldogs preview after dark little nick at night action going on today cruising hands free on the 99 right now so it's gonna no be way. a gonna be an interesting one but hey man wouldn't wouldn't want to be any other place talking bulldog football in the heart of the valley
0: oh heck yeah for the valley trophy san jose state uh, we're gonna preview the game uh, Mr. Pletz, Caleb Pletz, he is unable to join us tonight, so it's just you and me, Michael. So you're going to have to, uh, you know, we got this little CNC football factory going on. Um, it's it's CNM tonight.
1: Oh, I don't know. Okay. well, CNM, well, all right,
0: all right. Uh, I don't know how, how we're going to do that, but we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. You know what, so, we
1: can, do a, we can do a little MC, get you on the mic, that, you know?
0: That's the way to do it right there. that's
1: yeah. Hey,
0: there you go. <laughs> All right, so some things that we know about these this these San Jose State Spartans because this is the second year in a row we don't have a get to know for the San Jose State Spartans. Um, and you know what? If there's one team that I don't want to get to know, it's this team. So-called Valley team. <laughs> So the San Jose State Spartans are 4-1. and They're already 2-0 and in Mountain West Conference play. They had a close one in week one against Portland State. They lost a close one to Auburn. And then they went on a three-game win streak to beat Western Michigan, Wyoming, and UNLV. Say what you will about San Jose State. Good, bad, weak schedule. Somewhat strong schedule. They're four and one, and they're coming to uh, Valley Children's Stadium. Four and one, and it's a rivalry game. Granted, granted, we're one and four, but like I said, it's a rivalry game, so there will be blood on the field. Everything goes out the door in rivalry games.
1: That's hundred percent right, man. And then we got this stupid Valley Trophy we're playing for. Get the Silicon Valley out of here. We don't want them taking home no trophy that's got anything to do. With the valley, where the valley? Where the green B? They can take that Tech B home back to wherever the heck they came from. But you know what? You make a great point. Four and one can't sleep on them. This is gonna have to. The dogs gonna have to bring their A game. And we haven't seen it in the past four weeks, Caleb. We have not seen our A game. We haven't even seen our B game. Shoot, I don't even know if we've seen our C game in the past four weeks. So we gotta bring it this week because this is not a team you can sleep on. This isn't the San Jose State of old where you can kind of show up half asleep and kick their butt. This team's going to be competitive and they're going to bring some fight into the Valley children's stadium on Saturday.
0: Yep. Yep. Some players that we need to look out for. You may know the name already. Shavon Cordero, former player at Hawaii. He was their quarterback. He transferred this year. He's at San Jose state. He, he, he's playing great. I mean, he's all, he's at a, let's see, 1300 yards passing already. His completion percentage is not that great, but he's their second leading rusher on the team with 186 yards. See, he's averaging about three yards per carry. Michael, we've talked about it for two years now. This Bulldog team has struggled with quarterbacks that can scramble. Yep. Yep. That's the concern
1: with Cordero comes Saturday is his ability to extend the play. We've seen our defensive line get almost no pressure all season consistently. Right. They're, they're, so mm-hmm. you hope that you could at least, you know, get him some pressure, make him throw, but you really haven't seen that. So his ability to extend the play is going to be really critical on the defensive backs group and the linebacker group come Saturday because you're going to have to keep a spy on him. You're going to have to have a linebacker safety, keeping an eye out on Cordero so he's not running around, because the last thing you want to see as a dog's fan is Cordero to have, you know, sub 200 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing, or something like that, and really beat us and extend the game and extend drives, get first downs with his legs on potentially third and long situations. So definitely want to see him beat you with his arm, but we're going to, We're going to have to see how the dogs are able to uh, force him to throw and the different tactics they're going to pull out to make him do that. It'll be interesting to see how they adjust to that. We just saw a running quarterback last week, so maybe there was some adjustments in the locker room after they dropped the 40-piece on us. So we'll have to see uh, what their strategy is against San Jose State.
0: So I brought up the quarterback, but they also got Nevada's You could call him a star wide receiver, I guess. Elijah Cooks, and he is leading the team in receptions, yes, with 23 and in yardage. So another team that is jumping on the transfer portal wagon as soon as they can. They're starting safety as well, transferred from USC. So a lot of good players transferring into San Jose State. They have... A very good defense, and I think that is what is most looked over on the San Jose State team. Uh, They have preseason co-defensive player of the year, defensive end Kate Hall, and Kyle Harmon. Uh, He's a linebacker. And then you also have uh, Viliami Fajoko. Those three guys, watch out for those three guys. They are all over and Causing problems for other uh, offenses. It, it's uh this is what scares me most about this game. Not Chevon Cordero, not Elijah Cooks, but their defense. And the oh, going back. Sorry, I'm bouncing all with place. Shevon Cordero, no interceptions this year.
1: Oh, let's change that on Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm down. What are you? You Canadian now?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit, you
0: know? I like it. I like it. All right, so uh, Caleb and I have a Gonna Make You Sweat segment, Michael. And I, I know you know this because you, you are a listener. Of Big time those. listener. Okay, thank you. I'm uh, glad to hear that. What is one thing that is going to make you sweat today?
1: You know what? I can point out some of the weaknesses that San Jose State has or some of their strengths that are going to make them sweat. But I think over the past four losses that Fresno State has had, four straight losses, it has been the dogs beating themselves in some way, shape, or form. So what's going to make me sweat on Saturday is if the dogs beat themselves again. And that's going to be, A, do you win the turnover battle? If you lose the turnover battle, that's going to make me sweat. How are you doing on the time of possession? Is it around even or even in favor of the dogs? Because if it's in favor of San Jose State, that's going to make me sweat. So, And then you've got coaches with these dumb penalties, the coaches who are not ready for the, the game, it looks like. It looks like the players aren't ready for the game. You can point that on as an execution, as a coaching staff. It really falls back on everybody in the building. So are mm-hmm. we going to beat ourselves? Or are we going to lose the penalty matchup? Because really, I think if the dogs win all those things, we're going to be in a pretty good spot to win. But if we continue to make these stupid mistakes and beat ourselves, that's going to really make me sweat and wonder, are we even going to beat a San Jose State team that we expected this to be a blowout at the beginning of the year? Well, now I'm I'm expecting the dog to be the underdog, but that's because we've been beating ourselves consistently over the past four weeks. And that is what concerns me most. And that's what's making me sweat right now, Caleb. As we speak, I'm sweating, just talking about
0: it. <laughs> hey, I agree, man. I thought the same thing when I was thinking about what am I going to pick for going to make me sweat? Because there's, there's a lot of different things that I can pick. But we just shoot ourselves in the foot every yep. single game, and it's multiple things. But I'm going to pick something on the field from the Fresno, uh, from the San Jose State side of the ball and that's going to be their D-line because we have struggled all season to keep a clean pocket. And this game is not going to be any easier. This game might be our toughest other than USC to keep a clean yeah. pocket. So whoever's out there playing quarterback, I well, Fife is going to start. Um, and do we keep him upright? If nope. If Fife is scrambling around for his life, I'm really gonna be sweating because yeah. that. I mean, granted, he had one play with, on a bad snap, thrown around, going around and throwing it up and making good catch, but we can't do that every play. So uh, let's keep a clean, clean pocket, keep Fife up, and as uh, David Tongapa said, Fife on.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. You also on the piggyback on that that point also how's the offensive line going to play that that could easily attribute to they play their best game yet fife might actually have time but if they play their worst game yet fife might be playing half the game looking up at the skylight you know he might be playing with his (laughs) butt on the ground getting sacked
0: Uh uh-huh we might he might be standing next to hayner at the end of the game i hope not
1: (laughs) i hope not either
0: all right moving on to everybody dance now Michael, what is going to... and now, I just to let everybody know, I text Michael and I said, "Hey, give me and everybody dance now." And if you hit it though, you got to dance because that's the deal now. And he said, yeah. "I ain't dancing."
1: <laughs> and I Sorry. said, oh, "I think the dogs will score a hundred points, and we didn't even score thirty last week, so I cut a way even lower, you know." But no, you know what, Caleb, I'm not gonna keep this. I'm gonna put this in a good spot. You know what's gonna make me dance is Tell if me. we freaking. Win the game. That's going to make me dance. And I don't care how we do it. I don't care if Nico's got to run four kickoffs back for touchdowns. I don't care if the defense has got to score all the points. And I don't care if we win 12-9 and it's a kicking battle between Abe and whoever the heck their kicker is. This is a game, uh, if we get back in the win column, it, it would be great to sit one and one in conference with all these games coming up and you potentially get Hayner and Williams back soon fingers crossed you know if you can have that moving into the rest of the league play i'll i'll be dancing i'm not even going to pick a particular thing that happens but if we win i will i will dance i will be so excited i'll be at the game you know give me a few beers if we win i might be dancing in the stands on the big screen for all we know hey i'll be repping out there
0: oh dude i'd love to see that
1: yeah me too
0: (laughs) you know what and i'm going to stick with you I'm going to do the same thing if we win i'm going to dance so if we win michael you me and plets and he doesn't even know i'm signing him up for this we're all going to send in the video
1: it's like a duet plus one you
0: know yeah a trio
1: a trio hey god we can do we know words here
0: yeah a a trio of dancers i don't know what (laughs) i don't know what you call it a flock (laughs) All right, now let's get a little bit technical here. Give me a key to the game.
1: All right. Key to the game. Let's get these wide receivers involved. Let's get these very, very, very talented wide receivers involved. The preseason, four game one against Cal Poly, we said this wide receiver group is one of the best in college football. And if they're going to be one of the best in college football, you got to perform no matter what. When the ball is in your hands, make plays. And you know what? Sometimes you got to remember the old kiss, you know, the kiss meant, you know, meaning. Keep it simple, stupid. So catch the ball sometimes. You know, if that's all you can do on a play, don't try to get 15 yards by running 10 yards backwards and open up play. Just catch the ball, fall down, and call it good. You know, so mm-hmm. Fife is, is going to need to lean on his, his senior leadership to, to win games, right? And we've got a lot of veteran guys in the wide receiver group. All of them are super, super athletic, super, super talented, and just really great football players. So I would love to see the wide receiver group be a little bit more involved. But to do that, I think to do that, you're going to need to have your offensive line play some of the well, yeah, to make sure that they do that. You can leave a tight end in the game, to help block. You can put a extra running back out there to block and run your best three to four receivers, depending on the packages out there to give uh, Fife an opportunity to hit one of these guys in the hand, in stride to make plays. Because that to me, it's going to be, it's the difference maker. You know, we, we -hmm. talked about when Fife took over, like just get the ball in the wide receivers hand, like just get, but, but they haven't even had an opportunity to make plays. So you could say that's Kirby Moore's fault. You can say that's the offensive line for not giving Spice time. You could say it's Spice fault for not making throws. You can also say it's the wide receivers for not just making the simple plays and having them all stack up. So to me, the wide receiver group is going to be huge in this game because they will out, even though San Jose State's defense is good, I still think these wide receivers can take any of their DBs, any of them. I still think so. But, But we just haven't seen it in a while. So it's really been frustrating from a fan's perspective and whatever it takes to get that make that happen that will be a huge key for me on the offense side Is let let's get these wide receivers to these playmakers ball
0: yeah i agree yeah. i think the the key for me is we're going to have to actually force um okay so we're going to have to force them to beat us through the air make shavon cordero beat us through the air and can we stop the run so this t- now here's the thing San Jose State, they love to throw the ball. So that's what they're best at. But I think our DBs are good enough to hang with everybody. And we will force them into bad situations if they are constantly throwing the ball. But what's the one thing we have struggled with all season that is stopping the run. So if we can stop the run and then force Shavon Cordero to sit back and throw the ball and and really beat our I would I call them better our our DBs are better than their wide receivers. Yep. And so if if we can do that, I think that's the key that's Perfect. our key Best to the ball. game, especially defensively, and that'll help us um, let's say, keep it close or and end up winning the game.
1: Yep. That's a All great right. good point. And you know what? Since Blitz isn't here, I'm gonna throw a sprinkle in a third key point, a bonus key point. And let's include our special teams that this is a game where we're going to need all, we're going to need returning punts and kicks to be as effective as possible. Yes. We can pin their offense deep. And if we get in scoring position for three, we need to cash in, even if it's three. And Nico is going to have to make some plays on his returns because we're really just not, we just, we need some kind of a momentum builder. And even though we had that beautiful punt return touchdown against UConn. We really need that return game to help us win the field position battle because I think that could be a huge momentum shifter, confidence builder for the offensive line. It's also going to really help that defense. Ben did not break on giving up points or long drives or touchdowns. If San Jose State's starting within their own 25-yard line most of the game, you know. So mm-hmm. bonus, bonus key point for since Plets is in here, you know, we'll, we'll let that be his honorary. Key of the game. So you're welcome, Flex. When you're listening to this, we got you picked
0: up. <laughs> All right, so it's it's homecoming in uh in Valley Children's Stadium on Saturday. Game time, game start time, seven forty-five. That's kickoff. So be there early. Uh, weather, it's looking like it's going to be a nice seventy-eight degrees at kickoff. I that's beautiful. I, I you couldn't ask for a better. Oh, start and weather. I, I guess you, Michael, you could ask for a better start time, uh, but weather wise, it's perfect, but you're going to be there. So I'm impressed, Michael.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go through. I might not be drinking a beer. I might be drinking coffee through the game, you know, keep me awake.
0: <laughs> Whatever you got to do, man.
1: Whatever uh, we got
0: to do. <laughs> games on FS1. If you want to watch it, if you can't make it to the game, Michael, let's get a final score prediction from you.
1: So, what's going to make me dance is the dogs winning. But I hate to say it, but this offense has looked so, so bad that my fear is we we just can't muster up the points in a game where San Jose State's capable of putting up 30. We haven't seen Logan 5 look capable to put up 30 against a Division one team yet. Mm-hmm. So... I hate to say it, but I think San Jose State does win this game, and I'm going to go with a final score of 33-23 to 23 in favor of the Spartans. So I think they will win by 10 points. Uh, I think it will be a close game throughout, uh, and I do I could see a late uh, end-of-the-game touchdown or field goal by the Spartans to so really kind of be the, uh, the you knife know, to the heart at the end of this game for the Dawgs. But uh, I really don't want to say that. It really hurts me to pick that on a day we're retiring Devontae Adams Jersey homecoming against our arch rival. I don't want to see them take that Valley Tech whatever the heck trophy that is back to San Jose. That needs of any Valley trophy to stay in the Valley. But just this team has not instilled confidence in me over the past four weeks and really all season. uh, Because we did not feel very confident after the Cal Poly game. So to me, I would love to see a win, but I just think this is a game that the dogs are still trying to struggle and to find themselves. And I think San Jose State sadly does pull out on top.
0: Yeah, you're right with about the confidence. It's hard, you know. We're we're supporting them. We're doing as much as we can to be there for them. But man, you know, yeah, last four games, Oregon State. I it was fine. We we I thought we played fine against Oregon State, but yeah, after that, it's been tough. Um, I'm going to give two scores. Okay. If if we don't okay. execute our keys to the game, I don't think this one is very close and I think San Jose State wins like 35-17. Okay. Uh because I with Fife at quarterback and all the injuries, Dante Bull out, Josh Kelly out, we we haven't scored more than 20 points in a game. And this defense arguably is going to be probably oh gosh it might be one of the toughest D lines we've ever faced and our O line hasn't looked that great so that's what that's what worries me um if we execute how we're supposed to do how we're supposed to and how I I know we can we'll win this game 27 to 20 All right So,
1: okay. I like it.
0: I mean, but now our defense, we held Cal Poly to seven and UConn to 19. But when we, when we talk about, you know, good football teams, I wouldn't say UConn is a good football team. I would say San Jose state is a good football team. When we talk about good football teams, our defense has not held a good football team to less than 35 points. And it is really hard to beat a team when you're giving up 35, at least 35 points a game versus good football teams.
1: And it doesn't help that your offense, with Logan Fife, has yet to cross the 20-point threshold. We've gotten to 20. We have right. not gotten over 20. So if you're going to give up 36 and you're only scoring 20, Caleb, I'm not a math wizard, <laughs> but you're not winning very many games with that being your average. So. No. I would love to see I think you make a great point if we hit on our keys to the game. I think this I think this is a winnable game for the Dogs. Like let, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm 100% there with you, but I do have a question for you Caleb. Okay. You ready for this? Uh, if the Dogs go If the Dogs go lose this game and are at 1 and 5. Oh. What do you think the fan base will start to say? What do you think is the next what, what is there pressure? Do you think there will be less um, support for the stuff like Measure E to sort of, uh, to build the stadium? Do you think mm. that there will be more pressure to make a coaching stage? Do you think there's pressure um, to, to to change the offense? Maybe is Fife done as a quarterback for the Dogs? Like where do you or oh, I don't even know what else it would be, but if we go one and five, which we both think is in the realm of possibility. What the heck is this fan base really going to say and do next?
0: If we go one in five, I think I asked Plets this earlier. I don't know. I might have been before the Boise game. If we lose, what's what happens with the Red Wave? If we lose this game, I think you. Will, I I don't think you'll see the stadium sold out again. uh the rest of this season. I think we lose, um, uh, tons of supporters. Unfortunately, I'm just being real here, with yeah. especially with the people, the stuff that I see on Twitter and the people that I talk to. Some people have already checked out. I'll get to that in a sec, but I I think it goes to, um, almost mayhem around the football program, and I, I you know, it shouldn't hurt Measure E, but it it more than likely will because a lot of people see this as a football tax. It's not a football tax, by the way. Go listen to our episode with David Tongupa, but he'll tell you all about it. But yeah, I think it could hurt and very likely will hurt Measure E. Uh, It's going to hurt our chances of getting into a bigger conference. But when it comes to coaching... Oh, sorry. Fife won't start the next game. If he plays this entire game and doesn't do well, he he won't play the next game. And when it comes to coaching staff, we, we can't do anything like we can't move coaches around. We just can't afford it. Like literally the school can't afford to do that, but something internally is going to have to change. I saw someone posted on Twitter. Um, you know, there needs to be a player meeting held players, only meeting held look in the mirror sort of deal. Um, which I think is needs to happen. If there's a loss to the San Jose state Spartans. Now let me tell you something that's that's happened already from what I have seen. If you, so Michael, you know, this, um, my my cousin Josiah and I were doing a little, I love college football sort of deal under bulldogs as well. So that has come out today and towards the end, I share this, uh, and it's, it kind of hurts me. Um, beware of bulldogs or the i love college football episodes have now surpassed listens the listens for, over the beware of bulldogs episodes which is so and we've lost about around at this point over a little over 50 listens on the beware of Bulldogs stuff which it, that pains me but that's just it's telling me that people are checking out yep. and you know, but they're still listening to college football stuff. They like college football, but they're not listening. They can't take it anymore with the the losing yeah. Fresno, which it, which hurts because yeah. you know, we've only put out six episodes of this little uh, goof around show. And I, when we put three years into where bulldogs come on, red wave, come on, we, we got to support our dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's, it's, it. It's tough, and how much can you really say when you see the exact same game played four back-to-back weeks with the exact same results? Oregon State is a little different. But USC, you lose Jake Hayner and Evan Williams, you get banged up, you see five play against the backups at USC, and he does okay. You go to UConn, and you lose. And you lose embarrassingly. Mm -hmm. Then you go to Boise, and you lose embarrassingly. Embarrassingly, again, you that those are embarrassing losses, and and you're now playing San Jose State, and you haven't seen anything, anything to really feel positive for this game. I will say the coaching staff changes. I agree, we don't have the money to make them, uh, but I would wonder what the conversation becomes from from Coach Moore at the OC position. I think it, you you question you know um, who is our who who do what are our other positions doing at our offensive line has looked terrible for most mm-hmm. of the season so do we look at making an offensive line change so I do think that if we're at one in five I, I maybe not Kedford. I think Kedford's pretty safe at least for another few years unless health issues arise mm-hmm. but if other the other position coaches I definitely could see us making a change because if something isn't working. If you didn't notice, something is not working, and I don't think we can blame just the injuries. You know.
0: Well, no, you can't. at the Division One college football level, I say this all the time: it's all about wins and losses, and it doesn't matter who's yep. on the field. You yep. know, if you're winning or losing. So, yeah, you know, you hate to see it get to one and five, but when when you get to one and five, and you're the one that brought this up, Michael, if you get to one and five, now now it's kind of, especially from a stance. I'm in a fan's standpoint. All right, well, let's see what else we got. Let's see the backups. You know, we're seeing the only problem is we're seeing some of the backups and, you know, we've only won one game. But, you know, let's see what else we got at quarterback if we lose. Let's see what else we got at quarterback. Let's see if, you know, there's another D lineman on the roster that can go put some pressure. Uh, Is there anyone else on the O-line that can step up? You know, is there a different combination that we could put out there? you know, now I think those questions really need to be answered Yeah, because then you will lose a majority of bulldog fans. And we can't afford that, especially in the timing for conference and measure E and things like that. You just, you know, it's a, it's a bummer that these things happen during it's you know bad timing but uh, you 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 have to and we talked about uh, you know past couple episodes you have to instill hope somewhere and right now when you have embarrassing losses all all down your resume there's not a whole lot of hope now no there's a few glimpses i would say i'm gonna say there's about 10 plays every game and i asked myself what where has that been all night Let's just do that all night. So there's about 10 plays every game. And we'll see some against San Jose State. But can we use the momentum from those plays and learn from those plays to have continued success throughout the game?
1: Yep. Yep. Um, I 100% agree with you.
0: It's It's going to be a very interesting game. Um, we're going... To, I think, you know, we talk about what's going to make us sweat. I think I'm just going to be sweating during this game. I'm just, just, I'm just going to be sweating. Hopefully, I'll, at the end, I'll continue to sweat because I'm dancing and we won the game. Hey,
1: you know what? I would love that. I would love a good sweat from a good dance, you know? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, One thing, uh, you guys listening, uh, I haven't said on the podcast, but I should have. When you follow us on Twitter at bewarecsuf, After every game, we have a Twitter Spaces, and we go live. And I invite a bunch of people from uh, the media, and like we had Gonzo on, we had a Hit or Die guys on, we've had Jackson Moore on, and we just kind of talk about the game. And we also have you guys on. You guys can come on and talk. And it's not, you know, madness, people screaming and yelling, and things like that. It's very civilized. And we have a good time. So join us on Twitter Spaces. If you don't have a Twitter, <clears throat> Michael, you could make one, and uh, you know follow us at Beware Beware CSUF. <laughs> I had to throw that in there, Michael. Sorry.
1: Love it. I love it. I love it. Keep it. Keep me on my toes, man.
0: Okay. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Beware of Bulldogs Podcast. Uh, Michael does a lot of the work on there, and he's always asking you guys questions. Last thing, if you follow us on social media every week now what we're starting to do is we're going to if you guess that if you predict the final score and the correct winner we're going to send you a wearable dogs hat so be on the lookout for that that'll go up uh, Friday night last thing I do Michael I thank the listeners Um, I don't know if these are you know the 50 listeners that have quit listening (laughs) by now (laughs) But I sh- shout you guys out. You know, all the listeners in uh, Los Angeles, thank you for listening. I didn't know that there were people in Los <laughs> Angeles listening. You know, but, well, actually, I'm sure after we beat them in the Rose Bowl last year, they all became Bulldog fans because they're not oh, at the yeah. game. They're not at the Rose oh, Bowl. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, <clears throat> everybody in El Dorado Hills, thank you so much for listening. Also, we got listeners in Oregon and Idaho. You know that? Heck yeah. Okay. No, I did. Yeah. Love to see it. And then, even better, we got some listeners in Ireland. Yeah, So um, they they enjoy the podcast with corned beef and cabbage over there.
1: A little Guinness beer.
0: <laughs> some Guinness beer. That's right. Send it our way. We're, we might need it. But <laughs> right. thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this was a quick one. Michael. My, Michael, thank you for jumping on. It on your I got car your ride um,
1: hey i love it i love i love it
0: you uh, you you saved us once again uh if michael will be there unfortunately i will not be there i'm going to be uh, crushing grapes i um, making wine uh, but Plutz and michael will be there if you see them say hi uh, we all love interacting with you guys and you know we can talk bulldog football um if you yeah. don't like if you don't like our negativity, you can tell us. Um real quick, Michael, do the dogs cover their eight and a half um underdogs, eight and a half point underdogs. Do they cover?
1: Oh. You know what they say? Good teams win, great teams cover. And I don't think we're either. So I think we don't cover.
0: I think we're we are oh and five against the spread.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, we'll just win and we'll cover there. We, that's how we do it.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: All right, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. God bless you guys. And as always go dogs.
1: Go dogs.